we're living in a time that if you're not a prayer and if you're not in the Word, you're not going to make it. You're not going to know how to handle what is happening in our world. But it says, those who do know their God shall be mighty and do exploits. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you so much for joining us this time. Today, we're continuing the series, Pray Through. You know, of all the things Jesus emphasized regarding prayer, persevering in prayer was at the top of the list. Jesus taught that we are to pray and not faint. So if you've been praying for something and it just hasn't been answered when you thought it would, stay tuned. Today's message is just for you. Now, you know we're talking about prayer, and I'm going to talk to you about a particular kind of prayer today that I think we often forget about, and that's persevering prayer. The prayer that perseveres, doesn't quit, doesn't give up, doesn't put up the white flag, doesn't walk away in unbelief, but stays with it until the answer comes. So, We're going to read a little parable from Jesus, starting at Luke 18, verse 1. Jesus is going to tell us exactly why he's giving this parable in the very first verse. It says, He spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. So the reason for this parable is that we would persevere in prayer and not lose heart. So let's read the parable. Now, says, there was in a city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. So this judge was, was really uh, a very unlikable man. I don't fear God. I don't care about people. And then it goes on. And there was a widow, second character in the parable, in that city. And she came to him and said, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I don't fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she wears me out. That's the idea. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? And then it goes on, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, and this question has always haunted me. Why would Jesus ask this last question? Look what he said. When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? In the context, he's saying, when I finally appear, am I going to find a praying church? Am I going to find a church that has stayed with prayer or a church that fainted in prayer? That's the idea. Why would Jesus ask it? Well, how many of you want to say, When he comes, he's going to find me in prayer. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you today 
for this word on perseverance. And we need your word, Lord. Grace me to communicate and grace the hearers to truly hear. Lord, we need to be changed by your word, rearranged by your word, renewed by your word. Our prayer lives need to be lifted up to another level. And my prayer, Lord, is that our prayer lives will be lifted to a new level. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, last time we talked about three ways that God always answers prayer. And what are they? He says either yes or no or wait. God always answers prayer. Just like you as a parent always answer a request from your children. You either say yes, you say no, or you say wait, or you say you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) But either way, we answer, don't we? We don't just look at our kid with a blank face and walk away. We answer. And God answers, yes, no, or wait. But there's another way that God answers. And it's connected to the wait part. And that is that God answers prayer by telling us to persevere. God answers by saying, yes, it's a wait time and there's reasons for the wait time. But while you're waiting, I want you to persevere. I want you to persevere in the place of prayer. Now, I'm sharing this series on prayer because the only thing left as far as hope for our country is prayer and hope for the church is prayer. And you know what? Hope for some of the issues in your life is prayer. Prayer is the only thing that's going to do it. Prayer is the only thing that's going to move that mountain, lift that valley, walk you through that oven. Prayer. Prayer is the only thing that's going to change that child, change that circumstance, open that door, make a way where there is no way. The only way it's going to happen is prayer. Not complaining, whining, moaning, groaning, prayer. And sometimes it's going to take persevering prayer, the prayer that perseveres. While we're waiting on God to answer a prayer, he said, yes, but wait. And in your waiting, persevere. While you're waiting and persevering, understand waiting on God is not a passive, twiddle your thumb, do nothing thing that the believer does. No, no, that's not what waiting on God is. Waiting on God is a verb. Waiting on God is an action. Waiting on God is doing something. We wait in faith. We wait in obedience. We wait expecting. I am filled with expectation today like a pregnant person. Don't go there. I'm just saying spiritually I feel great with child because I'm expecting God to do some things that I've been praying about. Every believer ought to be walking around expecting pregnant with anticipation and expectation that God is going to do something in answer to our prayer. So we wait. Now, another word for persevering in prayer is importunity. Isn't that an impressive sounding word? Importunity. We importune God. We are involved in importunate prayer. Importunity. It means literally shameless persistence. It is the opposite of being ashamed to come in the presence of God with tuck head and, oh, Lord, you know, you probably don't want to answer my prayer, but here it is anyway. No, no, no. Importunity is shameless persistence. 
It is let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Boldly. Boldly. Washed in the blood. Carrying the name of Jesus. Standing on the promises. Instead of sitting on the premises. It is coming into His presence knowing that because of the blood of the Lamb we can come boldly. We can come shamelessly. Shameless persistence is the prayer of persistence. Shameless persistence. Now in this parable, Jesus describes what this kind of prayer looks like. Here's the picture of the importunate prayer. They are crying to God day and night and night and day. This is not one of those casual kind of, well, Lord, uh, you know, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub, amen. This is not a, well, you know, if you do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. It's not a case or or This is a prayer that this person, this importuner, this persistent prayer needs, has to have, must have an answer, and they're not going to stop until it comes. Cry to Him day and night and night and day. They're praying in the daytime. They're praying at night. They're praying in the midnight hour. They're praying at 2 in the morning. Something must give. Something must be released. Something must happen. There must be a breakthrough. The word cry in the original language is powerful. It's an urgent distress call. It's an SOS. It is to summon somebody intensely because you're sorely needing a response of help. And so you're praying sincerely with all of your being, oh, God, help me, do it, Lord. It's like Hannah who was weeping so hard in the place of prayer. Eli thought she was drunk. He said, you need to get off the wine. And she said, I'm not on wine. My heart is broken. I must have a child. I must have a son. I must have a breakthrough. I must conceive. That's the prayer of perseverance. That is what Jesus pictured, crying day and night and night and day. That is the persevering prayer. It is Jacob wrestling with the angel all night long, saying, I will not let go until you bless me. Oh, man. This is getting serious with God, serious about that child, serious about that situation, serious about this hindrance. Lord, I'm not just being religious, but I am here to really, really pray. It is Elijah, who I'm going to talk about more in a minute, but Elijah praying again and again and again and again until it rained. It is Daniel fasting and praying 21 days until the answer finally came. It is that persevering bulldog, I'm not letting go of this until you bless me. Serious prayer, kind of praying that a lot of believers have never done because we think we're going to offend God. Oh, let me assure you, God loves it. The earnest, heartfelt, persistent, listen to James. Look how he describes persevering prayer. Earnest, heartfelt. It's from the heart. You're not reading out of a prayer book. You're praying out of your heart. It may not be dignified. It may not be eloquent. It may be comprised of only help me. The prayer of a righteous man, he says, the the earnest, heartfelt, persistent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Ooh. 
spiritual power, greater than atomic power, greater than a hydrogen bomb, greater than any weapon man has ever devised is the power released by prayer, tremendous power dynamic in the way that it manifests and moves and works. And James said it's persistent. It continues. It's bulldoggy kind of praying. I've got a hold of this bone and I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to get this prayer answered, Lord. Now, this parable about the unjust judge and the widow follows on the heels. Context here is important. It starts in Luke 18, 1, but if you go back to Luke 17, this parable about persevering prayer is following on the heels of Jesus' prediction about the last days. Jesus has just shared some heavy things that were coming, not only on the disciples who were there listening to him, but also things that would be coming in our time, in our day. He said, let me tell you, said the greatest prophet that ever lived, men will be worldly. Religious deception is going to be epidemic. A man of God's going to be as hard to find as they were in Sodom. Universal apathy towards God and his call to repent will be the prevailing attitude of the world when I come back. And persecution of the church is going to grow intense. And right on the heels of those predictions, he said, now let me tell you about the greatest weapon you will have in difficult times. It is the weapon of bold, persistent, unflagging prayer to God. That's the context. He said, being a prayer is going to keep you sane being a prayer is going to keep you strong. Being a prayer is going to keep you solid and established and walking and victorious and successful. I'm giving you one of your great spiritual weapons. You will pray and not faint. Faint means to become cowardly, to give up, put up the white flag, lose heart, walk away. Prayer said Jesus is going to be your strength. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. We're living in days and they're getting darker all the time out there. We're living in a time that if you're not a prayer and if you're not in the Word, you're not going to make it. You're going to stumble. You're not going to know how to handle what is happening in our world. But it says those who do know their God shall be mighty and do exploits. Now, the parable of the unjust judge is really easy to understand. Jesus is contrasting this unjust judge. This, he says, I don't care about God. I don't care about people. And he's contrasting this unjust judge to our heavenly Father. And his whole point is there is no contrast. If this woman can wear down a judge who could care less about her or care less about God, if this widow can wear him down where he gives her what she wants, then your Father who loves you and really does care about you will speedily answer you. And when you persevere with Him, He hears and He answers. And I love this widow. She said, I'm not going to give up. You know what? I need justice and I'm not about to walk away. I'm going to bug you until you answer me. Jesus isn't telling us to harass God. He is telling us a secret. He's saying when it comes to prayer, sometimes you've got to keep on, keep on, keep on, keeping on until a breakthrough comes. So much of Jesus' teaching on prayer has to do with perseverance. His famous words, ask, it shall be given you, seeking you will find, knocking, it will be opened to you. 
in the Greek language, it is asking, keep on asking. His whole message here is perseverance. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Because if you keep on asking and seeking and knocking, you will receive it, the door will open, and you will find it. There is something about perseverance in prayer. There is something about staying with it and not giving up. And the disciples, they took him at his word. You read, just a cursory reading of the New Testament. Give you some examples. Acts 1.14. Right before Pentecost fell, before they even had the baptism in the Holy Spirit, it says they all constantly joined in prayer. And then Colossians 4.12, the Apostle Paul exhorts the new church, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Philippians 4.5, the Lord is near, so do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. How many things? Everything. Present your request to God in everything. And then the warfare chapter, Ephesians 6.18, after he goes through the whole armor of God, he tags it with a message on prayer. And he says, pray in the Spirit on some occasions. Does he say pray in the Spirit at Easter time? Does he say particularly pray at Christmas? No, he says pray in the Spirit, say it with me, on all occasions. What kinds of prayer? All kinds of prayer and requests. And be alert and always, say it with me, keep on praying for all the saints. If I put all those together, here's the way it is. Constantly devote yourselves in everything on all occasions. Keep on praying for all the saints. Jesus birthed a praying church. Not a religious church, a praying church. Not a sanctimonious church, a praying church who understood the power of prayer. No wonder they shook the Roman world and turned the world upside down. It happened by prayer. But so often we turn to God in prayer and we quit because God doesn't answer in our timetable. And believe me, you may not know it, but when you pray about something, there's a timetable in your brain already. It'll be about a week and he answers this. It'll be about a day and he'll answer this. I just know I'm not going to be dealing with this two months from now. It's going to happen by then. And when it doesn't happen, in our timetable, we say, well, God didn't hear me. And we make a mistake. What God's really saying is persevere. Persevere and trust my timetable. And don't quit. It never really does much good to quit. What are you going to quit to? Atheism? What are you going to quit to? Leaving the church? What are you going to quit to? A pity party? It doesn't do any good to quit. A teenager had decided to quit high school, saying he was just fed up with it all. His father was trying to convince him to stay with it. So he said, son, you just can't quit. All the people who are remembered in history, son, didn't quit. Abe Lincoln, he didn't quit. Thomas Edison, he didn't quit. And Douglas MacArthur, he didn't quit. And Elmo McCringle and the son burst in. Who? Who is Elmo McCringle? And the father said, you don't remember him because he quit. <laughs> Listen, when it comes to prayer, we need to be more like a postage stamp that sticks to a thing until it gets there. Jesus is telling us something about prayer. 
that sometimes you've just got to stay with it no matter what you see or don't see. I believe too often we assume God's not answering the prayer and we just walk away. And it was really a matter of persevering, not God saying no. Now, sometimes he does say no. And my experience has been when he says no, it doesn't take me long to get it. God said no. But then there are other times when I pray and I'm praying about some things right now and have been praying for a long time about some things. And the answer hasn't come yet. But there's not a witness in my heart to quit. There's not a witness in my heart that he has said no. The witness is persevere because the fire for it hasn't left me. Okay? Jesus is saying don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Even when it seems that God's not answering your prayer, even when it seems he's even working against your prayer, God answers prayer. God answers prayer. A great quote from author Andrew Murray. I found this. i got to read it. It's worth reading. Here's what he says about persevering in prayer. When faith has taken its stand upon God's Word and the name of Jesus and has yielded itself to the leading of the Spirit to seek only God's will and honor in its prayer, it, that being faith, need not be discouraged by delay. It knows from Scripture that the power of believing prayer is simply irresistible. Real faith can never be disappointed. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. He that comes to God must believe that He is, and He's a rewarder of those that seek Him earnestly. Faith is not moved by things it cannot see. Faith is not moved by delay. Faith is not moved by the passing of time. Faith is not moved by obstacles. Prayer warrior George Mueller talked about the greatest persevering prayer of his entire life. I couldn't believe this when I read it, but it's in his biography. Here you go. By the way, George Mueller had an orphanage in London in the 1800s. He was a contemporary of Charles Spurgeon. He had hundreds of kids. He took care of every day, and not one time did he ever take up an offering. Not once. He went into prayer every morning before the sun rose and prayed their needs in. And he writes this, The great point is never to give up until the answer comes. I'm going to read that again. The great point is never to give up until the answer comes. Well, that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed the message on the prayer that perseveres. And I want to thank all of our Life Talk listeners for your prayers and financial support. Life Talk is listener supported, and we depend very much on the generous and faithful gifts of our listeners. And this month, we have a very special offer for a gift of any size. Listen closely to our announcer as he tells you about this month's offer. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. So call now, toll free, 877 884 
888-888-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again. Or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. And join us next time as we continue with part two of the message, Persevering Prayer. Until then, I pray God's rich blessings be yours. Persevering Prayers is the third message of Pastor Jeff's series, Pray Through. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Pray Through, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.